Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. everybody and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Happy Thanksgiving to my fellow Canadians in the listening audience here this morning as we cover a lot of ground here in the next couple of hours. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, here today we're going to start things off with our friend Scott Dockerman uh, from the Athletic will catch up with Doc. It was a week ago today that he believed we were going to get dates and kick times for the Big Ten. Uh, a week later, we wait. Um, we're 11 days away from potential Friday night kickoff. So we shall see if uh, Doc's got any better information than he had last week. So I was going to squeeze Nick Athen into the program. Felt we needed to after the Chiefs. Uh, fall to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders yesterday uh, as they're starting to show some cracks on this football team. Certainly didn't look like it when they left Baltimore after that week three Monday night affair. Haven't looked quite the same since. So we'll talk to Nick Athen uh, on the Chiefs and what lies ahead. Is this just a bump in the road? Did they need the loss on their way to 15-1, and 14-2? Nick Athen, 10 minutes before 11. Bama Bob, Trent and I on Mondays at 11.05 recap the weekend in college football. Looking forward to that again here today. So much to get to. So much. So many great games. So many fun games over the weekend. Clemson asserting themselves. Alabama, Old Miss trading blow after blow. Uh, Arkansas getting a royal screw job if there ever was one. Is Tom Herman's seat hot? Dot, dot, dot. Dave Sproul, 1125. He will listen to Matt Campbell's teleconference and join us very shortly after that, 1125, 1130th. Of course, Dave Sproul, KASI. Cyclones are off. Their next opponent, Oklahoma State, is now off leaving ABC with a major hole in their schedule this coming uh, this coming week is that Oklahoma State Baylor was going to be prime time at 6:30. How are you? Not bad. It was quite the weekend. You were right. Uh we crowned an NBA champion. Only a year after we started. It was Oct- I looked. It was October 22nd when the Lakers played game number 1. Wow. How about that? <laughs> and here we are 12 months later, uh, and they're cutting down the nets. How much of it did you watch? Very, very little. I did, too. As it Same was getting way. away in the second quarter yep. because the Vikings were playing, of course, with my wife, a Vikings fan, that took automatic precedent. And yeah. I never she's one of the people who doesn't like changing the channel, even yeah, during commercials, I when get... her team's on. Now, I did for baseball, but second quarter, Trent, that's the last I saw of the, of the NBA this year. Watched just a few seconds of the fourth quarter, flipping over a couple of times as I wrestled the remote away. Now, was it getting close at that point? It wasn't, yeah. no. It just basically to check the score, even though yeah. you can do that on your phone. Right. Just to kind of see what was going on. Did that a couple of times and really watched more of the probably post-game coverage than mm. anything of the actual game, all told. But NBA champion, and it's kind of a footnote for what we do here and with the market that we're in. Yeah, it's an NBA champion. It was mm-hmm. fun. Bubble basketball I enjoyed, but mm-hmm. away we go. It's Hats football off season. to them for doing that, for yeah. getting through it, and did so without any positives. Bubbles work, as we saw in the NBA and we saw in the NHL. Um, so um, we will wait for the, who knows when it's going to start. February? Uh, Regular season games? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, Trent. Yeah, it's a good question. Anyways, we've got some time between now mm-hmm. and then. We've got a lot of football to fill between now and then. Like and some that. good baseball as well. Mm-hmm. As the baseball last night was entertaining as the Rays go up one zip uh, in their series with the Astros game two today. And the National League gets underway tonight. Only one NFL game. There were two, uh, going to be two, but the Patriots and the Broncos have been moved. So where do you want to start? We can go so many different directions. Um, the, obviously, Iowa State taking care of business. I liked Brock Purdy's game. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he didn't throw up any, you know, quote, 50-50 balls. There were two that were in jeopardy. But look, if you've got Xavier Hutchinson and you can get the ball there before the safety is going to come over and try and make a play, I think the other one was to Charlie Kohler, I mm-hmm. want to say. Um, you take those chances every single time. I thought Brock Purdy played his best game, certainly of 2020. Bar hadn't been set real high, but it was good to see uh, a Iowa State not um, you know not letting up at all after that Oklahoma win. That easily should could have been at the half, 28 nothing. Yep. The the block, the block field, field goal. goal. Yeah, there was two of them this weekend. Block field goals. I mean, Clemson. Dabo Sweeney trying to kick a sixty-one yarder <laughs> at the end of the at the end of uh, the first half. I mean, Clemson, Clemson should have won that football game by forty plus points. Yes, yeah. they were that much better. They were that much better. But and anyways, your point. Iowa is, State is that much better than Texas. They were. That's Absol- a bad Texas Tech team. It it is. Yes, they're they're bad. Yep. And and I've said never gave them a chance. No, and that's what you want to see when you have a team that an inferior team on the other side of the field. The clones never let them in it. it they gave up that touchdown on the return. They came right back. Mm-hmm. And scored and then seven seven and then the onslaught is in from there. Iowa State fans don't apologize for anything and and more than anything. Just enjoy your team. I, I continue to see the bickering, the back and forth with the Cyclone and Hawkeye fans. Big 10, Big 12. <laughs> Don't apologize for anything. Enjoy this season. You've never seen, nobody has seen a conference championship yeah. season. And this very well could culminate in that. Yeah. So enjoy it. Take this opportunity not to bicker with Hawkeye fans on Twitter or get on Facebook. No, don't do that. Enjoy your team. Enjoy this run. The Big 12 is bad. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because if you're still a conference Somebody's champion, gonna win it. the flag will still fly Absolutely. in Jack Trice. You're still going to honor this team year after year. In 2025, there'll be a reunion. Yep. And then in 2030. Yep. And then in 20, the, the reunion will happen every single... Enjoy that. Enjoy this team. Don't get into the back and forth about what it is. Because the truth is, your conference isn't very good. That's fine, though. That is fine. To be the best, you still have to go out and win the games. Enjoy it as it's happening. That just, it was really annoying me Saturday night, just the back and forth. I want to see updates. See, on, you must on, go to different places yeah, than I do. Well, Ted Flynn always getting into it with people. You know, people like, just, no, don't do that. I understand that's part of the bit. That's part of the, the greatness of the rivalry. The rivalry isn't happening this year. The game is not going to be played. If it's played, it'll be in a bowl game. And Iowa State fans, you don't want that right now. You know what bowl game you want? You want to be playing in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. You don't want to be playing Iowa in the Texas Bowl nope. or in Memphis. You don't want to have that. No. You want to have your team playing for the worry about that side of it, at least for this year. It's a goofy year. Enjoy your team. Because what, what happened in week one? Yeah, who knows? I, I have no idea. I really, truly I, This don't. team has been off to slow starts before. No, this but, can't be like the Raging Cajuns had all year to prepare for this game. They didn't. They had a week or a week and a half. And they the had their own good. set of issues, too. Right. Yeah, they had a coach dive. They probably. had a coach dive. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And they're also traveling. They're going through uh-huh. that for the first time with the COVID restrictions. Uh, it, it's absolutely wild. That's where we are. You're 3-0. 
Mm-hmm. And you have a bye week before Oklahoma State. In a massive, massive football game coming up on the road in Stillwater. And you know what, Trent? Uh, one of the, who, who mentioned this? Um, I think it was Mark Jones, the, the uh, play-by-play guy. You'd almost rather keep playing because, sure, <laughs> yeah. you want to get better. But now with, 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 with what we're, where we're living at, you know, the guys get next weekend off. Mm-hmm. I think they're really – I think they're – Pretty well disciplined. I think they're as good as anybody in college. Football I believe right that now. they will, and this is what's going to separate college football teams and NFL football teams. How they handle the, yeah, you've got to handle the between the line stuff. But this year, for the first time ever, you really got to take care of business when you're not at practice or in the complex or traveling to or playing in a football game. What is Iowa State doing differently? We continue to see their numbers incredibly low. The football program has had basically nothing. You know, this would be a perfect time. Of course, you can't, but. To be embedded with that program, to be writing a book about the 2020 season, Mm. and just because the restrictions that are in place, what are they doing differently? What are we going to find out in the future? And and if you're Iowa State, and if you are doing something differently, bubbling them in a different fashion, having basically all your classes over, if there's more than 20 people in a class, you're just going to do Zoom. Whatever it is, you'd love to know that. Would you tell your conference brethren... Yeah, uh, yes, I would. think I would. I th- well, if you're Bullsby, do you make that phone call to yes. Pollard and say, what What are you guys yes. doing differently I think you do. than Kansas has, than Baylor has? What, right. what are you guys doing right that these other ones are yeah, getting it's wrong? Bigger, it's bigger than football. Yeah. It's a competitive – well, we, we, we assume. They are doing it right. Um, we, I, I give credit to the well, – who do we have on? Mark Coperly, member? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he does, he's doing a nice job yes. there. Uh, at, at Iowa State. I don't know his exact title, I would say it. Uh, but um, anyways. Uh, He's part of their them. task force for COVID. Absolutely though. is, and working hand-in-hand with Coach Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Hall... As he's Bryce known, no Bryce, as he's known in the telecast, uh, was to, how many times? Uh, I mean, how long Half do you dozen? have to go before you somebody gets in his ear? It's Bryce. It's Bryce. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Bryce Hall is trying. I look at Hubbard's really good. Obviously, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, he's really good. This kid is. <laughs> this kid's another level. He's. I mean, I think the comparison now. Maybe this is not for now, but this is for a another time. Um. You know, his predecessor there was pretty good in his own right. They've had a lot of good They've running backs. Last, uh, the last couple of starters on this football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Purdy was good. Defense was good. Uh, Hubble continues to make plays. I mean, good for him. He's His senior season, Jake Hummel, I think it's back-to-back weeks now. He has led the football team uh, in tackles. All three of the linebackers are playing out of their minds, I thought. I mean, Orion Vance was making mm-hmm. some plays uh, in the football game. Never gave Texas Tech a chance. Now, there's so much at stake. Look, K-State had a nice win. I did not see that coming. In fact, I didn't see anything coming on this week. Yeah, you, you had a rough week. You had a rough week. One and four? That's what I was, one and four. Yeah, well, just, good, good job copying me on Clemson. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the one. I mean, Clemson, boy. We went head-to-head in a couple NFL games. I don't I don't get the NFL, apparently. <laughs> uh, I do get the fact that watching this Clemson, who's going to challenge them? Well, I believe we were having the exact same conversation in the NFL last week. No, two weeks ago. About the Chiefs, and yeah, you were talking undefeated season. Right. And they but, lose okay. at home to Vegas. Who's going to beat Clemson? Alabama. You think, man, with yeah. that defense? Be all right. Oh, They'll be all right. It's a long time Here's before January. Here's the thing January. with Clemson, Trent. They won by what? It was 42-17? to 17? Mm-hmm. Trent, they shot themselves in the foot and beat Miami 42-17. to 17. Miami's Touched not good. Up. No, I get it, but they're they're probably Notre Dame. I don't know if Notre they're Dame physical. Is good. 
Um, they're I, physical. They're tough. Their offensive second, line is as third, good as they've had. I don't know. I they mean, can't I, win a shootout against them. It's going to have to be 24-20. Trent, Travis Etienne? I mean, for this kid to stick around and yeah. come back for another year, those freshmen on the defensive front, they're stacked. They're absolutely stacked. Yes, I did say that I didn't see a loss on the Chiefs' schedule after they beat Baltimore the way they did. But you could see that coming. Last couple of weeks, the Chiefs have not been the Chiefs. They have not and it's looked, the NFL versus college. Sure. And which they, is different. They have not looked invincible, Kansas City. Look, Oakland went in there and picked them off. And it's starting to become pretty apparent and it's easier said than done, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you can rattle 15 and you can you know, make him run around, and if he's going to run around nine times out of ten, he's going to make a throw that you're going to get on Twitter and you say, there's the cheat code again. He does it week after week. But these, I, I think the punishment that he's taken uh, specifically in the last couple, three weeks, uh, it's taken a toll. I don't know. And you have to control the football. And when you have a running back like Jacobs, you uh-huh. can do that. I thought Carr was really good uh-huh. for the Raiders. Listen to uh, Mitch Holtis, our buddy who we have on Fridays, the radio guy. Uh, listened to him uh, for a was while. Terrific. And he was a physical game. Yet, it was still a game where the Chiefs had two touchdowns taken off the board. Right away, the Tyreek Hill, there's a holding penalty. There's another one on the pick play with Kelsey in the end zone. They ended up getting a field goal out of that. But you're talking about 11 points right there. And it's a completely different football mm-hmm. game. So I'm not sounding the alarm by the Chiefs. They're still going to win the division. They're still going to. In fact, there's a sports book that paid off already future wagers on the AFC West. If you bet the Chiefs, <laughs> even right. before that game was played, they already paid that off. And, and more than anything, I'm sure they looked at how many bets they had. And sure. Is it's it going to be good publicity? Too. Let's just do that. Well, there was one that refunded the Dak Prescott. Um, oh. Um, Whatever the, the prop for him on touchdown passes or th- something was uh, yesterday, just out of goodwill, they wanted to they wanted to um, you know do the right thing and get some publicity for doing that, and they did. I, I got to ask you about last night because I have absolutely zero problem with what Mike Zimmer did at the end of that football mm-hmm. game. I thought it was the right call. If you look. Um, if Madison takes one step to his right, he's yeah. going to walk into the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> look, if you go, the game's up, over. The game is over, and that's my point, Trent. If you kick the field goal, you're up eight. Do you really think that that Russell Wilson would not have gone down the field and would not have made the two-point conversion? Of course he would have. Mm-hmm. He's dang Russ Wilson, after all. That's what he does. That's what he they does. Put, they put up the graphic, his what, 29 fourth-quarter comebacks, whatever it is in his career, yeah. and 30 after last night. That is what he did. And I, I saw it the exact same way as you. But I was watching the game with a Vikings fan. Uh-huh. And, the Vikings, and I was texting one on Twitter, and he was not happy. And, and the Vikings fan, we see these numbers, and we know statistically what it says. If you don't, Even if you get stopped there, your chances of winning are the exact same mm-hmm. as if you kick the it field. It was like 97.8 or 98.1. Because you're giving the football at the five-yard line as or the 25. at the 25 or maybe mm-hmm. even a little better one on a kick return, whatever it turns out to be. They probably but, take the touchback and they don't let any clock uh, time yep. run off the clock. But that's what you have. But we're also talking about one point. Russell Wilson, is he part of that 97-whatever percent? Or is it just a uh, standard uh, NFL quarterback? Yeah, he's not a standard quarterback. He's not. Right. So that's one component and whatever percentage points you want to do to change that. But it is different. Mm-hmm. Him versus... Your everyday average quarterback, that is different. And the other part is, it's the Vikings. And the Vikings, 
if there's a franchise that has had more heartbreaking losses, <laughs> yeah. more frustration, yeah. a organization that as a whole, over the last 50, 60 years, seemingly is always pretty good. They've had down years, obviously, as everybody has, but it's a good organization. They're good enough to get in the playoffs more times than not. They've been to NFC Championship games. They've been heartbreakers. There's been also the other side where mm-hmm, they get digs. 41 nothing. They've had those kind of things, but it's the Vikings. And hearing from the Vikings fan, they knew what was going to happen there. Yeah, And, and again. That, that was still my argument as we were going back and forth last night. Yeah, but you just make one play and you win. Right. And and look, I had more problem, Trent. Honestly, chasing points with four minutes yeah. left in, in the in the third quarter. Yep, right I mean, there with you. You know, you kick the extra point, right? Mm-hmm. Kick kick the extra point, then you do kick the field goal and right. go up nine, and it's two scores in your home free. And, and I, I thought Zimmer did the right thing. I did. I have no problem with what he did. I know hindsight being twenty twenty. But it's Russell Wilson. You're going to give Russell Wilson the ball at the 25-yard line. He's going to do that. Look, make a play on 4th and 10. Make a play on 4th and 10. And the game's over, right? I don't know. Dis- disappointing. Fun game. Fun week. Yeah. I mean, what a capper to the weekend, right? Absolutely. Baseball was good that day. College football was unbelievable. It has been all year long. Um, fun, fun weekend. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. Jeff, welcome to the program. Jeff, how are you? Jeff? Hello. Go ahead. Hey, guys. So, real quick, here's what I just don't understand. Um, I am an Iowa State fan. I've called in the show plenty of times. Um, and I understand what a rivalry is, trust me. Um, but at the end of the day, as the, for the state of Iowa, it's great for both programs to do well. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, for example, when uh, Iowa State beat Oklahoma and we went over all those statistics, we got all that. You can't tell me when Iowa plays, let's say, Ohio State, and Ohio State's in a down year and Iowa beats them. It's the same thing. And I would call in the show and I would say that's a great win for Iowa. Um, even if the Big Ten's down, if Iowa wins the Big Ten, it's a huge deal. Second point, for basketball, I'm an Iowa State fan. If I, When Iowa State and Iowa play each other in basketball, yeah, I'm rooting for Iowa State. But when's the last time Iowa basketball has made a Final Four? Damn right, I'll be cheering for Iowa to do well. It's great for the state. So I just don't understand. I get it. It's a rivalry. But it's great to see Iowa State, in my opinion, for to live in Iowa, to see them do well. And if they win the Big 12, that's great. Yeah, I'm preaching the choir. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Jeff, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, nor do I. It moves the needle. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> right. Uh, without a doubt. Maybe I'm, I'm 60. No, I'm not. Maybe I am. I am. Maybe too old to get caught up in this. Um, but it moves our needle, right? I mean, it does. thank God for I when I was state. Yeah, and the rivalry is an important part Hell of that. Hell yeah. You know, I started, I was, I was thinking this morning, driving in, boy, it'd be fun to do sports talk in Minneapolis this morning. Boy, I wish I could do sports. Okay, maybe for a minute it, it, I felt like that. And then I but thought, then you're going to be talking about the Vikings right, for two hours. Right, exactly. You don't get to talk about the Chiefs. No, I want to talk about Iowa and Iowa State. Right. I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. You can't get away with talking about Rogers is. No, no, exactly. Because you're breaking down for your two, three, four-hour shift, whatever it is. Precisely. You're only talking about the Vikings. No. No, thanks. No, I'm This market's you, unbelievable. This, uh, we're fortunate to be here. No, we don't have a pro team, but you know what? We've got a couple of needle moves. And we have two major conferences we get to talk about. Uh, precisely. Think two about power being, five conferences. Being in Michigan. Lions stink. Yep. Tigers are awful. Yep. Red Wings have been brutal. Terrible. Pistons suck. Right. 
All right, so you, your backbone is we're going to talk Michigan, Michigan. They're not playing. No. Spartans and Wolverines yep. have not played a game yet. Imagine doing that. And that's where you're pigeonholed. That's all you can talk about. We have four NFL teams that matter. We have two leagues and two teams that play in a power structure. We have a very good FCS program. We have two D1 basketball. Minnesota? Mm-hmm. They don't have that. They have Minnesota, mm-hmm. and that's it. There's no Minnesota State that plays at the D1 structure, though that's going to be changing here pretty soon. They do not have those types of things. This market, I continue to tell people, this is as good as you're going to find. When you want to talk sports and you want to be able to open yourselves out, things that matter in this market, there's more than of them than maybe any other market sure, out there. That's right. Uh, at top 100 market, I think this might be the best in terms of how deep you can go, how many different teams you can talk about that matter. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I would have to think that there's a couple that are on the same level, but I'm with you. And look, I I go back to when this started in Des Moines, right? Mm -hmm. 1996, there was no sports talk radio. And the naysayers when we started, it'll never work. There's no pro town. Yeah. There's no pro team here. Sports talk radio does not work if there's not a professional. And this is radio executives. I've still got the, I'm sure I can find the article somewhere. Yeah. Because it was a motivating factor. No, it'll never work in Des Moines. We've done our research. This town's not big enough for, two years later, there's three stations. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Swing and a miss out of the execs on that one. Yeah, I'll say. Anyways, Miller and Condon with you until noon. Scott Dockerman's coming up from The Athletic. Look forward to speaking with Doc. He's been very busy doing all his previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll recap all the uh, the media days, if you will, for Iowa from last week. Uh, get into that with Doc. Again, Nick Athen, uh, what went wrong? What is going wrong? And is this something that well, clearly it can be fixed? He's got 15 is going to be there when right. they take the field against the Bills next Monday night. Boy, the NFL schedule, right? All the backs and forths and the, uh-huh. the adjustments that they've had to make. Um are you concerned about it? Because I'm not. No, not Ultimately, really. they could just add another bye week in there and push things back. They have Raymond James Stadium where the Super Bowl will be played. They have it for the whole month, month of, of February. February. You're right. So push it back a week. Well, there's, more, there was a, there's a lot of angst with Big 12 fans because all of a sudden now you're not going to be able to play at Jerry's place. Mm-hmm. But that's that was already a possibility. That was a possibility. And there was a contingency plan in place. The Big 12 championship now moves to the 19th of December. And that might not be the only game we're watching on the 12th. Let's not kid ourselves. Oklahoma State and Baylor are going to play there now. And by the way, things look as we sit here today on whatever it is, second Monday of October, Thanksgiving, 12th of uh, of October. We know that the game has been moved two months from today. But the plan is in place for the Big 12 now to move to where, not the old Rangers stadium, the new baseball stadium they're both the same name one's global, global life, life and Glo- one's global field i think oh, okay did you realize that uh but, i don't think i did well it's probably just they had naming rights for 20 years or something like that probably so gonna guess they they signed the deal even before they were in the works to build this new stadium and but the old stadium is still <laughs> is still hosting apparently Hosting high school baseball now oh really so they're still using the it's old pretty stadium. nice place that play some yeah, high school I'll baseball say. games and Global Field, so that's where the Big 12 championship is going to be played on the 19th. Anyways, let's do this. It's time for another $1,000 handoff here on Miller and Condon. Text the keyword HOPE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. HOPE. 
to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. And also today, as we look to give away $1,000, yes. it is a little Jethro's promo going Yes, on. Uh, absolutely. Trend. The Sound Off Sandwich. Today it's only. So back. You're, you're listening at your No, cubicle. it's not back today only. Yes. The promotion is today only. Right. So you're sitting at your cubicle, you're thinking lunch. It's Monday. Trent, are people I, working at the cubicles today? It's oh, a holiday. Yeah, that <laughs> Canadian holiday? Yes. It's not a holiday. <laughs> it's a fake holiday. But you're sitting there thinking lunch. You forgot it at home. Gonna go out. Gonna get something. Get your week started. Do it at Jethro's. The new Southside location, I drove by there just the other day. Mm-hmm. My son's daycare is over there. And uh huge patio Where is up there. It, it is you know where Orlando's was? Yes. Is that location? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they've... You know what? Heather Burnside told me that. Yeah, I think completely I gutted question. it. Yeah. There's a good spot. Just make a little trip down there. Of course, there's Jethro's all over the place. But for today only at Jethro's, get a $5 gift card if you get the Sound Off sandwich, which is a Reuben, mm-hmm. if you're a Reuben fan, but instead of what you normally have for the meat well, inside... corned beef's normally in it. Well, you could do it differently, right? You could Well, do- and what the Sound Off is... It's is brisket. Brisket. Yeah. And they do brisket oh well my, at Jethro's. That is a sandwich to get your week started. So today only, yep. you order the Sound Off sandwich, mm-hmm. and you'll get a gift card. Five bucks. So if you go there Tuesday and you order the Sound, sound Off sandwich, it'll still be there. It's yes. on the menu. Yep. But that promotion that goes along with it is only a one-day deal only. Exactly. Okay. Also, a gift card is being given away every day here for the next, oh, I think it's 10 weeks. I think I saw Travis saw on the morning rush here on KXNO. So get your day started. Get yourself some Jethro's. But do it today. Get that $5 gift card just by ordering the Sound Off sandwich. All right. Miller and Condon will be joined by Scott Dockerman next. Uh, Nick Athen at 10 minutes before the hour of 11. Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football on a national basis. I felt bad for Sam Pittman. Until you guys brought him up yeah. the other day, I had no idea about his story. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you look at his coaching hierarchy, what he went through? Trent. This guy's paid his dues. Yes, he has. And then to get done like this in and your conference? To have Arkansas, that awful Arkansas team, yeah. to have them believing in the way and have a chance to beat Auburn, uh-huh. boy, that, that stings. And, and they got royally screwed. Completely screwed. Bo Nix was going to spike the football to stop the clock. He fumbled the snap. Uh, there to, then that takes away his opportunity to spike the football. Because it becomes intentional grounding absolutely. if you do. And we've, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It was, it's been called this week before. or this year, right? This year, absolutely. Yeah. So he then turns around and, spi- and it's a backwards-forward pass is what should have been called. The officials don't know. Blow the whistle, inadvertent whistle, but still it shouldn't have stopped it in my opinion. And there was a clear recovery. It, I, I thought there was. Now, it took a while, but still, Arkansas got screwed big time. Too bad for them. Disappointing for them. Anyways, that's Arkansas. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, Miller and Condon. Uh, it's Scott Dockerman next. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Dave Sprow about an hour from now on Iowa State. More on their victory over Texas Tech. We'll get the latest as he'll listen to Matt Campbell's uh, teleconference. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.0. Terms and conditions apply. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO.
Welcome back. Boy, I wish Doc would like KC and the Sunshine Band. Or... <laughs> the 80s rock just this makes my do head hurt. Hurts you out of my Turn that down. <laughs> old Man Miller. Indeed. Get off my lawn. Hey, uh, old Man Miller. Uh, lost another one of the guys that uh, grew up just... I mean, let's get Scott Dockerman here because he's not as old as I am. But, Doc, do you remember the Big Red Machine? Oh, yeah, definitely. I... I started watching baseball in the early '80s, so it was just kind of okay. I think Joe Mort Joe Morgan was with the Astros at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, at any time you want to play KC in the Sunshine Band, <laughs> I'm totally fine with. It. We don't have to go with '80s hair metal every every opener. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Joe Morgan passed away here today. Doc, I contend um, that lineup right third base: Pete Rose, Hall of Famer. Okay, I know he's not. Um, <laughs> Davy Concepcion at short, Joe Morgan at second, uh, George, no, uh, Tony Perez, Hall of Famer at first, behind the plate, maybe the greatest catcher of all time, certainly in the conversation, right. Johnny Bench, George Foster hit 50 in 1970 when hitting 50 was really something, uh, Cesar Geronimo's on that team, and uh, Griff- Griffey Sr., um, mm-hmm. uh, what, what a lineup. And anyways, uh, Doc, a lot of ground to cover with you. And let's start. You know, we kind of thought, Doc, that you got the sense last week when you joined us that, you know, you're going to get off the phone and there's going to be an email in your email inbox with the couple of Friday night of uh, Big Ten games announced or maybe week one's kick time. What are they waiting for, Doc? They're waiting for everybody to go crazy. <laughs> well, we're here. And we've reached that point. We've reached that point. Uh, I- I don't know what they're waiting for. I really, I, I was told by a Big Ten official that it probably was going to be two weeks ago. So now that we're sitting here, you know, what, 11 days from that first Friday night, uh, I, it sounds like it's going to happen today. But then it, It's again, happening, I, I Doc. Want... It's happening. Northwestern has released a game, their first game, 630 BTN. So, Doc, as we're talking, we're uh, I'm going to guess more and more of these are going to start to filter out. Thanks to J.A. Scott for passing that along to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Game. Uh, Iowa is going to be on BTN at Purdue on that Saturday at 2.30 our time. So uh, the Friday night game is Illinois-Wisconsin. So uh, Friday the 13th, Iowa at Minnesota. So uh, Black Friday, mm-hmm. Iowa. So um, against Nebraska, so there's some uh, you know we've got some Friday night games going. So all right, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, let the bells ring Great out, the do. banners fly. Uh, Jay Scott Trent, he's been busy helping up on yes. our program. He just tweeted that apparently uh, this must have come out on the Big Twelve teleconference that Chris Kleiman just announced that K State quarterback Skyler Thompson done for the year, and also officially Black Friday football for Iowa is back. Time to be announced, but Iowa-Nebraska will be a Friday game on Black Friday. So it's all coming together, Doc. Here we go, and we get ready to figure out this team. You had an opportunity to talk to the players last week, talk to the coaches then on Thursday. Uh, Let's start with uh, the defense, what you heard from a number of different players there. And, And I think maybe one of the most compelling things is, what is Iowa going to do with Dane Belton? Is he full-time in that flex position that they had, the cash position, or are they going to move him to safety? Your thoughts on Belton and the defense as a whole? Yeah, I think this is uh, this is pretty interesting. I mean, you know, with, with Dane Belton being mentioned that he's, when they're going to, you know, more of a 40 style, which is a 4-3, that he's a safety, and when they go to a cash, he's more of the cash. So, uh, you know, that shows a lot of trust for somebody as young as he is. He played last year as a true freshman, and, 
and there's a belief that he's a really an ascending player. I mean, he's got kind of the the build and the style that you saw with Amani Hooker, and if he could play like Amani mm. Hooker, this uh, defense is going to be you know legit at that position. So I'm not sure where he's going to land. It's still kind of up in the air. It looks like they've got six guys for five spots, and and Belton will play. He'll play either at cash or he'll play at safety majority of the time. You'll, Jack Herter's earned his spot, same mm-hmm. thing with Matt Hankins that's at quarter. It's just a matter of I think Riley Moss is in there. You know he's he's mm-hmm. going to start. But is it going to be at corner or is it going to be at cash? And uh, Julius Brent has played, uh, is, is really ascending, and he's got probably the most upside of any player. And then they like Kayvon Merriweather quite a bit, too, and he started the opener last year. So I think they've got, you know, six guys for five spots. Uh, you know, I, I imagine they all will play at some given point, but let's, uh, you know, it, it's still a long ways away. and. A lot of it could be dictated by what happens in the first half against Purdue that Saturday. Doc, do you know when the team is going to scrimmage? I'm sure they already have, uh, or or have they? And 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 what are the uh, do? Do you know if there's a plan to do that this coming weekend? Because uh, they're they're going to at some point. Do you, have you heard anything? Yeah, they've already scrimmaged a little bit. There's really they went to Kinnick on Saturday and performed a little bit. So. They're they're getting pretty close to making some decisions right now, and it's it's not the full fledged, you know, rock and soccer robots that we've seen a lot, you know, when they get in these scrimmages. But still, I think Saturday was probably about as close as you're going to get, and and then they've got to get on to game prep pretty quickly. Yeah. So they're they're not messing around this year, and it's, it really I think it's a status quo year for the Hawkeyes. Uh, if you played last year and you played decently, you're in a really good chance of playing this year. Although I think there might be a few younger guys who might think to him. Uh, defensively, uh, Doc, uh, Phil Parker's, um, he's, there's a lot of question marks in that secondary. I don't see them personally. Maybe it's just you know, moving guys around because I think they've got, uh, personnel-wise, I think they're in, in, in good shape there. Uh, linebackers and maybe up for, so maybe the front seven is where the question mark uh, are. Um, when you look at this defense, are they ready for Big Ten play? Where would you, where would you think the weakness on this defense is uh, from where you sit? Has to be pass rush. I mean, you just cannot replicate what AJ Epineza brought. And even though they lost their quarterback and they lost Tristan Wirfs and they lost, you know, guys in the secondary, I think they're all, you could replace them, you know, with different ways. You just can't replace AJ Epineza. I mean, he was able to attract so much attention, uh, you know, at defensive end. He was able to collapse the pocket. He did. I mean, nobody had more sacks in the month of November, December, and bowl season than AJ Epineza had eight in that period. And, And so, that's going to be the challenge for Iowa. If they can figure out how to, uh, whether it's by committee, whether it's third down and you bring in a designated pass rusher, if you have somebody who's more of a tackle play on first downs, on running downs, they've got to figure out something there. I think they have enough people. I think they have enough good people. But I don't know if they have a great person, you know, uh, an elite, all-American type like Epinesa. So that, to me, is, is where the questions lie as to whether or not this is going to be a you know, a, a really good unit like it has been or, you know, potentially special. Let's go to the offensive line. A lot of good pieces there. Of course, the headliner, Larrick Jackson. Many people anticipate a first two, three-round pick in uh, the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft. Bit of a surprise, I know, to a lot of people. Coy Cronk not listed the grad transfer from Indiana as a starter. Kallenberger, I thought, played his best game as a Hawkeye the last time out in the Holiday Bowl win against USC. What's more likely? 
Kallenberger moves inside to play guard or Kronk moves inside to play guard this season? That depth chart was put out way too early. I mean, mm-hmm. that is not the, the updated depth yeah. chart. And, and what we went through the interviews, Clay Kronk is solidified as the starting right tackle. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the depth chart, is it, it always kind of cracks me up because as soon as it comes out, it's already <laughs> obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, they put that out even before practice started. So, uh, Clay Kronk is absolutely the right tackle. Mark Callender is working inside. They've got really good depth. And last year, some of the, the, the main challenges they faced were they had, they had a couple seniors that weren't as good as they wanted them to be. And then they also had, uh, you know, they had a slug of injury that just really prevented them from doing anything. But then what it did was it helped build that depth. And, and Kallenberger played his best football at the end of the year. He's going to probably start inside. Tyler Schott played well. Yeah. Colt Banward has nine career starts. And then they have two other guys that they like quite a bit, Cody Entz and Justin Brett. So I think they've got you know enough guys that you know if something happens on the outside, they can kick Mark Kallenberger out um, and, and bring somebody else in. And I'm, I don't know, I, don't, I just don't think they'll lose much of a beat. I, I really like this offense, and I think the offensive line is in, is uh, you know healthier than it was last year, at least going into the season. Didn't uh, and didn't Ferentz have to admit that he made a mistake because didn't he? He left Banward off the depth chart, did he not? And then was asked about it. And then realized he'd made a mistake. Yeah, and that's that's again, they look at it much more flippantly than we do. I mean, we overanalyze it, uh-huh. you know, to the point where all these years I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> I know what's coming here. You know, I put my own depth charts together as opposed to based on what they say rather than what uh, it shows up on paper. Because parents will do it. Brian parents didn't even know who was on it. You know, so. What's the, you know, the, the, what's written in the paper is not uh, what's actually going to happen on that first Saturday. Now that now we know that it's Saturday. Is the Australian punter going to win the gig? Yeah, I think so. He's got an incredibly What's his name? T- Taylor? Tory Taylor. Tory Taylor. Yeah. 23 years old. I mean, so he's an older guy. He's like a fifth-year senior as a freshman right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he'll probably win it. Uh, they have a lot of faith in him. and. Bart Woods has told me, you know, you know, of course, last week, and then in private conversations, he really likes him. So, uh, but Ryan Grisande, this is his chance. I mean, he's a left-footed punter. He actually lived in Australia for twelve years, mm. so he, so they've got kind of an Aussie connection there. But I, I think it's going to be Corey Taylor's on the lose, and and I think he'll do well. Good stuff, Scott Dockerman. Thank you. We will uh, talk to you in a week's time. Appreciate it, Doc. All right, have a good one, guys. You do the same, Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Rick Renteria fired. Oh, here. Boy, oh boy, for a holiday. Some news <laughs> coming down. It's not a holiday here. It's like Friday night at 6 37 o'clock. All this news is dumping. We're getting schedules. We're getting managers fired. It's a holiday for crying out loud. Mentioned uh, Black Friday for Iowa, Nebraska. Also, the battle for the pig, Floyd to Rosedale, Iowa, Minnesota. Also, a Friday November game. November 13th. So the Hawks kick off on the 24th of October, 2.30 BTN. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, the Friday nighter, uh, a week from Friday, Illinois, Wisconsin. Uh, and then Iowa plays 2.30 on Big Ten Network. ABC primetime, Michigan at Minnesota. BTN in primetime. <laughs> Maryland Northwestern. Don't think I'll make it over that one much. Woo. Boy, please, Oklahoma State, Iowa State play at 6.30. Oh, yeah. We do not need the double up here. We do not. While we know ABC's taken, so they're not going to be Are playing? They, okay. Yeah, because that's the Michigan-Minnesota game. Oh, yeah, yep. 
But this is the time maybe you get the reverse mirror uh, with the ESPN2. Yeah, we could do that, I guess. But isn't that isn't the reverse mirror more of an afternoon thing? 230. Oh, 2.30 is what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you mean. Well, we'll find out uh, maybe today for you that game. I think so, yeah. That game can't be 11. Or we will because it's, it's a 12-day is... window unless they try to push for the six-day window. I think it's too early for the six-day window. We'll find out Iowa State, Oklahoma State kick time. Well, today. we know it's not going to be on Fox at 11 o'clock because Fox has just announced Nebraska, Ohio State. Uh-huh. So FS1, it sounds like that thing's headed to ESPN. To U. Somewhere. That's no, too big for the U. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were there were some years where you mm-hmm. could see it parked over there. FS1? Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Uh, we'll uh, talk to uh, Nick Athen on those Chiefs. What happened to the Chiefs yesterday as they fall to the Las Vegas Raiders? Miller and Condon with you until noon. Bama Bob Trent and I go around college football at 11.05. Dave Sproul and I will stay at 11.25. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 010. Their families. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0106.3 FM. Well, during the break, we were uh, scolded, told many times. You took a phone call, I took a phone call, our Twitters blew up. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. <laughs> 2.30. On Big Fox. Iowa, Purdue, 2.30. Uh, well, well, I'm not complaining. Uh, right, it's back. back. We're happy. It's back. Indeed. So two TV setup. You like to do the back and forth thing. Yeah, record them both mm-hmm. and stay off Twitter. And anyways, we'll make it work. Uh, but it's, it's it could have been two windows. It's not uh, two thirty for Iowa State uh, and Oklahoma State on Fox. Big Ten Network has Purdue and Iowa. Miller and Condon have Nick Athen. Uh, he joins the program. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com is where you can read. It's a really fun website. Spend some time over there uh, if you're a fan of uh, any. Well, if you have a, you, you'll find something to read at PrimetimeSportsTalk.com, <laughs> won't you, Nick Athen? You definitely will. We've got writers across the across the spectrum, win or lose, different sports, a lot of fantasy, a lot of gambling, you know, and um, stuff. So it's all good. Indeed, all it was. Crazy uh, you, world today. You, that's true. You know, it wasn't good yesterday. Nick was uh, Charvarius <laughs> Ward. Um, I didn't. Yeah. Is he a liability? I mean, when you look at this team, and and uh, look, uh, Derek Carr lit them up yesterday. The secondary, yep. anyways. I was surprised, Nick. Uh, I thought that um, maybe showed some warts on that back end. Is that? A, I mean, how big of a concern? Well, I mean, there's a reason that Snead started. You know, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. As a rookie, yeah. He's a rookie. Yeah. Um, you know, if Steve's playing yesterday, at least one or two of those passes don't happen. Um, Ward has always been slow. Um, you know, he's got a broken hand, which doesn't help. Um, but he's just not – he can't be physical off the line of scrimmage, whereas, you know, Breland can, um, you know, and, and that's, I'm so glad he's back. I mean, he made a pretty big play yesterday. made a couple of really good plays for not playing for four weeks. Um, but yeah, Ward's a liability. Uh, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you know, he needs a new contract. I mean, I'm, that's why they drafted two because they got Bo Keys as well. Sneed has got a broken collarbone, probably good chance to be back by December. Um, that'll help this team defensively. I think they'll be in the market today, um, for, you know, maybe getting some secondary help, um, along with some help along the off- offensive line because they lost their best interior offensive lineman yesterday. And, and that and that shows yeah, that probably out for a couple of months. Yep. So 
yeah, but secondary, you, they've got issues back there, especially at the safety position. Mahomes had over 100 yards taken off the board because of penalty. Mm. Of course, the beautiful throw early in the game to Tyreek Hill and had another touchdown negated later on on a pick play that was called against Kelsey. It was just one of those frustrating games there for Mahomes, and the Raiders were able to pressure him. We know Mahomes can make the ridiculous play. He can scramble around, find some time, right. and make plays there, but I don't want to say it's a blueprint, but at least an idea you pressure Mahomes, it's any quarterback. They're going to be a little bit worse there. What do you think of what the Raiders did, though, against him? Well, I mean, they just, you know, they took the they took the Patriot model and, and they basically just, uh, you know, said we'll go after him with four and we'll drop everybody else into coverage and we'll play these double zones. And, you know, Mahomes had his chances and he had some opportunities he left on the field. You know, because he needed another second here or half a second there. You know, in that fatal fourth and, what, 15 play, he had McCole Hartman wide open down the, right side of the field but he couldn't he couldn't get he couldn't see he couldn't get the ball to him um you know that would have that would have been a you know quick touchdown so you know I, listen that's the blueprint but that's the blueprint with any quarterback the problem is now the Chiefs are out Watkins is going to be out at least a couple of months mm-hmm. um, that's going to hurt I think he's their glue guy um, and so Brian Pringle and Robinson are going to have to step up but for Mahomes it's a trust factor and I think that was it yesterday he was limited to <clears throat> Kelsey and to Hill and Hardman and, and Hilaire a little bit, but he didn't have that fourth and fifth option that makes him so great. And when he doesn't have the time to find those receivers and guys that aren't familiar working with him, you know, he really struggled yesterday. That was the first time I can I can remember Patrick Mahomes ever playing when he had happy feet in the pocket. Granted, you know, all he had every reason to have them, but he was very unsettled in the pocket. He never set his feet. He was worried about getting getting hit almost on every time he passed the ball. And it's, um, I don't think it's going to get any better, Nick, because you mentioned Osemele's play was playing at a high level and he tore both of his uh, knees. And, and look, Mike Remmers single-handedly won Von Miller the MVP of Super Bowl 50. He went around him like a swinging gate. And, and Remmers, yep. I, I have no idea how long he's lasted, as long as he has in the league. Uh, but if right. you're going to plug him at left guard, uh, obviously, yep. you, you know, you're out, you're, you're right guard. Uh, Duvernay Tardif is elected to stay in Canada, uh, and to heal people. He's a doctor and, and, and opted out this year. Offensive line's mm-hmm. a problem now, Nick? Well, yeah, Rivers, Rivers, you know, on the plus side, Rivers, he played great in the Ravens. You know, he's a right guard. He's not a left guard. For whatever reason, on the left side, he really struggles, and that's been, you know, his his M.O., but you're right. I mean, Von Miller ate him for lunch a few years ago, but, you know, that's a problem. It's always been a problem. You know, I'm not a big Andy Heck guy, the offensive line coach. I mean, you and I discussed Mm -hmm. this on multiple times. And, you know, now, with Assembly being gone, I mean, he was a mauler. I mean, yeah. he brought some two to that offensive uh-huh. line. That, that's irreplaceable. I mean, just look at his demeanor coming off the field when he knew both his knees were shot. And what would he say? I'll be back. You guys pick it up. You carry it on. I mean, you could read his lips. I mean, you don't, you don't find guys like that this late in the season unless you make a trade for something. You know, the good news for the Chiefs is, you know, there are teams already out of it, changing coaches, changing GMs. They're going to want draft picks. Um, this is going to be a super strong draft picks for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and offensive linemen. Um, you know, and I, I think the Chiefs are going to have to make a move or two. You know, if they're going to be, if they're going to stay competitive with that offensive line because it's a mess. They don't have any depth left. So, right. you know, you know, they lost their their, their draft pick from you know round yeah, he opted round out three. Too. Yeah, he opted out for reasons I think the Chiefs are still confused about. 
Um, and he would have been he would have been plugged in right away. Mm-hmm. Lucas you know, Niang gone in right away. Yeah, Niang would have been yep. terrific. Uh, but for whatever reason, he just didn't want to play this year, um, and, and that's 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 a problem for the Chiefs. So you know, Brett Veach has won a Super Bowl. He's done. He's been brilliant in making midseason moves, but. You know, he may have to give up some draft capital uh, to get an offensive lineman. Because the window's wide open. Nick, we'll talk to you a week from tomorrow. They play Monday night. We'll recap it with you a week from tomorrow. Thank you, Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Bab and Bob, Trent, and I go around college football to lead off hour number two. 1460, 106.3.